Good morning and welcome to episode two of the Roughed Up Reborn podcast. Once again, uh, this is Wes Yee, joined by Matt Armstrong. Yo, what's up? And Mike Roy. Yo, how's it going? And we're going to pick the lines again. So we are now looking at, and of course, now that I pulled this up, uh, I'm going to say week nine. Does that, sound, does that sound right? Week nine of the NFL season. Uh, rough, rough week in some ways uh, for, for the sharps, I'll say. Uh, dogs did not have a great week. Um, but we'll note, as we just discussed, our three locks of the week uh, all hit. So if you if you went along for the ride with the three of us, you cashed three tickets, which is a pretty good pretty good start to the season. And I think uh, Army, you had the who did you have? I had Minnesota over the Browns. Yeah, Minnesota. They covered that morning game, 6 a.m. Um, London, and then Roy. I had Buffalo at home giving two and a half to the Raiders. And that was an easy one, right? Yeah, they covered by, I don't know, plus 15 or 20 maybe. Not bad, not bad to not have to sweat that. And then I had the Falcons switched uh, at the last second to the uh, Falcons. Uh, got them at minus four and a half. It actually closed at six, and then I think the game ended um, five-point margin. So really getting that, that early number paid off uh, big time because obviously that's the difference uh, in the game. It's an un- unusual number of five. But uh, that was the past, and we're moving into the future. So, again, week nine lines. We'll start on Thursday night with the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. Bills giving three-and-a-half points on the road against the Jets. Jets, three-and-a-half-point home underdogs. Army, honors. Uh, yeah, all right. So if, if you watch the Jets-Falcons game, you saw the tremendous weather that uh, came down from God, and it was... Uh, didn't quite affect the game. It was um, high scoring um, from two bad offenses, um, but it's supposed to be clear on Thursday night, so that won't be a factor. Um, the Bills have had a transaction for Kelvin Benjamin today. I doubt he's playing this week. That would be pretty uh, unlikely. He may. They get a snap or two or something. They just yeah. run a go route every week, every play. Yeah, and then uh, I uh, they have had a couple injuries. Buffalo um, this week, their star cornerback EJ Gaines probably out for Thursday night. Um, I actually think Buffalo is um, undervalued here. Um, I think that they should be closer to six. Whoa! And, yeah, so I'm going with Buffalo in this game. No kidding. All right. Roy, what do you got on this one? The uh, That undervalued call is interesting. I was actually just thinking that, too. I feel like Buffalo, maybe all year, hasn't had the respect of Vegas or the betters of the public. Um this feels like a spot where they should be right six, six and a half point favorites. Um, I do like them here again. I feel like they've been covering almost every game they're in. They've done really well against the spread, um, laying just over a field goal at, at the Jets. Um, I think the Jets losing that game last week, like they were winning right up until I didn't see it, but, but I think late in the fourth, uh, kind of a heartbreaker. Um, so I don't know. With a short week, quick turnaround, if you're going to really feel 
I mean, if they're going to be up to beating Buffalo, and like you know, if, if they're going to come out swinging, um, and Buffalo's just rolling, um, I definitely like Buffalo here to cover. No kidding. All right. Jets have lost three straight games. Bills have won two straight. Bills 4-0 at home, but only 1-2 and on the road. So on the road here, division rival Jets uh, getting 3.5. I am going to take the situational play and go with the number and not watch the game. Jets plus 3.5. I like them here. I think the uh, home underdog in the, inside the division over field goal. Two teams still not uh, totally sold on Buffalo. I think uh, I've liked them at home a few times this year, and uh, they do have a good home field advantage. But going to New York, uh, Meadowlands, or whatever their new stadium is called, I think uh, I'm going to ride with the Jets, but again, not not super confident here. So outvoted. I will say that um, the line is 43 right now, and uh, the Bills are plus 14 in turnovers this year, and the Jets are very capable of being sloppy with the ball. Um, I do think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I think 43 is kind of low. You're dropping too much knowledge here. You can't take it uh, to this level of analysis. We're not ready for that, Army. Hey, but we're stepping it up for week two. Give us a handicap by like the number of letters in the city's name or something. We need to, <laughs> we need to dumb it down a bit. All right. Our next game is Denver Broncos. Philadelphia Eagles. Broncos coming off of another loss. Eagles flying high, and now um, they've made a, an addition. Um, what is it? A Jai? A Jay? Yeah, Jay Ajay. <laughs> Easy, I nailed it. <laughs> Jay Ajay uh, getting his getting his punishment from the Miami Dolphins being sent to the seven and one uh, Philadelphia Eagles. That'll really show him uh, to to mouth off to his coach. Um, so Eagles seven and one, four and zero at home, three and one on the road. They are hosting the Denver Broncos. Broncos have looked just terrible. Uh, they've lost three in a row. Eight-point underdogs on the road. Roy, you first. <laughs> yeah, after Monday night's game, just wanted to vomit uncontrollably watching the Denver <laughs> offense. Not, not only because I had my opponent had the, the uh, Casey kicker in fantasy, and it's like all these turnovers already in field goal range, just like daggers in my heart. This offense is in shambles. I mean, if Simeon is starting next week or this week, I want no part of Denver even catching eight points. It is not enough. Um, and I, I think what Vance Joseph has said, that he might even go with Lynch or Osweiler. Um, if that's the case, then I might actually lean Denver just as a chain. But if it's Simeon, I, I'm, I'm staying as far as Denver as possible. It's, it's, it's a mess. Philly, like... I thought Philly laying, was it 13 last week to the Niners? Like, that was way too many points, but they can easily cover and put up points at home. And and this Denver defense is is solid, but the offense is not going to get anything done. So I, I just can't put any confidence in this offense, and I'll go Philly. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, a little bit of a sense, a little bit of emotion there, obviously coming off that ugly Monday night game. Um, for me, I'm, you know, I'm going to be the value investor here and, I think Denver's stock can't really be any lower. National TV audience, they really shit the bed um, in a division game. And then Philadelphia, you know, flying high, just just beat the shit out of the Niners. Giving eight points at home is a lot against a really good defense. This could easily be, you know, be a close, closer game. And, and you know, new quarterback would do wonders. They, they did show a decent running game in the second half, and that may help. Um, so uh, also I'll be, I'll be on the dog here and, and, you know, hold my breath. Army, what do you got? 
<laughs> yeah, all right. So you're you're basically look away on these uh, these lines here. I I would agree that everything is pointing towards Philly in this game. Um, the Eagles are on a week. Denver is on a short week. Um, if you trust the Seattle uh, Tribune or whatever, Osweiler is apparently starting. No one knows what's going on with their quarterback. Um, I doubt uh, AGI is going to play. That doesn't really make sense. Um, but I think, yeah, eight points is probably... The Niners are one thing at 13, and Denver with Osweiler is kind of a, a Mimi bad, bad team. But Osweiler is capable of handing the ball off, and I, I did also think that they had a, a much better running game on Monday night uh, that they're at least going to be able to keep close. So I, I'm going to take the points as well. All right. Yeah, they could run the ball pretty effectively. Like, watching watching C.J. Anderson kind of barrel through Kansas City was reassuring. But, yeah, it's I don't see them putting up points with, with uh, Simeon. Not willing to take a ride on the Simeon, huh? All right. Well, we've got the uh, L.A. Rams, New York Giants, our next game of the day. Giants at home here, three-and-a-half-point home underdogs. Giants having a just nightmare of a season, obviously losing a number of their wide receivers, sitting at one and six right now. They are actually 0-3 at home. Um, so they're they're finished, of course. Uh, but the Rams having a surprising, uh, finally sort of finding it this year behind uh, Marin County's own Jared Goff. Uh, they sit tied at, tied for first with the Seattle at five and two in the NFC West. Um, I'll take this one. I am gonna. Gosh, I think you know this is another one where I just go with the number um, and the home underdog here. Giants plus three and a half. Uh, again, don't don't want to watch it. Not not loving it. I, I am on the Rams um, in the future, so I think I'll pull for the, the Rams to win this one. Uh, but I'll take the points here. Uh, okay, so, take it away, uh, Mike. Um, both teams are coming off a bye. Um, LA is three and zero on the road. LA is a top five offense. The over under is is it on this? It's forty one and a half. I think that's gonna go over. I don't think the Giants are good at all, and I think that number is pretty low. Uh, Eventually, people are going to start buying into the Rams, and those numbers are going to be a lot higher. This is one of the last weeks you're going to get a cheap-ass L.A. Rams line. Uh, All right, I love that overcall. I I just put uh, some simoleons on that one. Rod, what do you like here? Yeah, that's a good call, too, with the over. I don't really see these defenses stopping either offense, but... um... I think the question is, what Giants team are you getting off the bye week here? Like, you know, the, the team that couldn't do anything, start off 0-6 or 0-5, whatever, and then or the sort of offense that came to life against this Denver team um, for their one win. I don't know. Um, my, my first thought is actually take the points, the home dog here. I think actually the Giants might turn it around second half and uh, play with some fire and not be just a complete embarrassment. If they go what one and fifteen, so I, I, I kind of like a, a giant rebirth second half here, um, and catching points at home. Um, the Rams, 
I don't know, like what I think every West Coast team going east for what well, this is a two o'clock game. Is this the ten AM game? Yes. Yep, yeah, these are morning so games. Another early East Coast game for West Coast team. Uh, but but the Rams do travel well. Uh, they show that in London. So I don't think it's going to be a big factor here, but I just kind of like the Giants catching points. And I think that, that I think we'll actually see a more motivated Giants team second half. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, obviously lots of injuries and people think, oh, that really hurts the team. And of course, you know, you lose out of Beckham types, it does. But it also kind of gives new guys an opportunity to make a name for themselves. And, and, and they're going to be, uh, no, there's going to be no shortage of effort uh, from some of those newer guys uh, that are looking to earn, earn jobs. I feel that's fair. That's a fair assessment. When I said uh, I like the over at 41 and a half, I was mostly thinking the Rams were going to score 42 points. <laughs> um, That'll do it. The Giants' rush defense is terrible, and the Rams have one of the best rushing offenses in the league, if not number one. Um, I, I'm i pretty sure that the Giants are going to get smashed in this game. It's one of my locks of the week <laughs> a preview of things to come all right next game we've got indianapolis colts at the houston texans who would have thought you know just a year or two years ago back when we had a, a healthy andrew luck that an indianapolis colts team would be a 13 point underdog against the houston texans with a rookie quarterback but here we are texans at home minus 13 texans Put up 38 against the Seattle defense. That offense, uh, that quarterback seems to be the real deal. Sean Watson, uh, I think, said just set a record for most touchdowns in his first seven games. Um, so really, really impressive stuff out of him. Do you see them continuing to fly high? 13-point underdogs against the Colts. What do you got, Army? Uh, yeah. Uh, is Dan Marino reborn, I guess, is the question with uh, Deshaun Watson. He has been incredible really if you added him in fantasy you are probably winning your league uh, i think their team still has some flaws especially on their defensive side losing uh jj watt and uh, whitney merciless i think um the colts obviously don't have a good offense so it really doesn't matter what defense is being put out there uh, the Colts have allowed 32 sacks, but also Houston is coming back from Seattle, so they're probably slightly banged up a little bit. The over-under is at 49. This is a division game. I would take the under, and with plus 13 in a division game, that's too much for me going with Indy. Yeah, I agree. I think 13 is too many points. I think it looks like it's going to be kind of a theme this week with some of the bigger spreads and the home underdogs um, to be taking points. But 13 is a lot for a, uh, a game like this. And of course, you know, you go back to think about what public opinion is right now. Is it is what we intro this this game with is that the their offense is amazing. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on a little bit of regression. Uh, certainly expect them to win the game, but 13 uh, will take the points. Yeah, um, that 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 makes total sense. Another case where the dog's getting too many points, a division game, and yeah, the public a perception of this Houston team is that Watson that can do no wrong. All he does is put up points. Um, but I feel like in the back of my mind that this is actually going to be one of those games where the dog is the obvious sharp play, but 
the favorite, the square bet is just going to come in smashing, and Houston's going to light up this team. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's, it's too many points. I got to take Indy. Yeah, I can't feel good about betting on Chuck Pagano when they have a good team. So when they have a bad team, it uh, doesn't make doesn't make me want to put my money there either. This reminds me of, uh, I mean, Jacksonville is a pretty good team this year, but I, I've been basically betting them for the last five years. Like, oh, 17 points? NFL teams cover that. Come on. Like, you, that's way too high, way too high. But the Colts seem like one of those teams that these numbers seem like they actually are what they are. Um, but for some reason, I, I still hang like division teams are willing to show up once every uh you know 12 months face these guys so i think i i think all three of us believe that 13 is too high for sure all right we're in agreement but yeah i I feel you roy this is the kind of game where it's like 15 minutes in it's it's 27 nothing houston and you're just like (laughs) what happened And even when they, even when the Colts stayed close, I mean, they held, they were, you know, neck and neck with Seattle. They still got blown out that game and still, still gave up a cover, yeah. despite being, you know, in the game into the third, fourth quarter. So not a like, team I want to ride with. Frank Gore runs for six touchdowns and dies on the field of old, <laughs> of old age, and, I don't know. <laughs> and he's asked, outlasted everyone in the Harbaugh era in, in uh, San Francisco, yeah. which I don't think you would have guessed that either. All right, next game we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the. New Orleans Saints. Saints are seven-point home favorites against the division rival Buccaneers. A lot of points here. Bucks have lost four straight after a two-and-one start. They are two and five. Saints leading the division at five and two. What do you like here, Mike Roy? So I think last week was a great example to fade the Bucks with uh, Carolina coming in catching, I think, two points, or maybe they're giving two points, but a close division game. And then I liked fading Tampa Bay then. Here, I, I feel like seven is too much. And the Saints, last week, I thought the Saints would blow out the Bears at home. Like, put up 30-plus. Drew Brees would go off. Find, hit, like, hit every receiver. And, of course, that doesn't happen. And they, and they don't cover the nine. Win by eight. Um, I don't know. I just feel like the offense isn't as explosive. And as a Drew Brees fantasy owner, like, I'm seeing that. Like, these numbers aren't video game numbers and he's he's more pedestrian and they're just running the ball like crazy so the saints have this newfound run game with ingram and alvin kamara and they, they're really good but they're not blowing out teams and i feel like seven here is too many points for a division game um i guess the big question mark is is, is winston like his shoulder was banged up he couldn't hit any receiver felt like so if he's healthy and playing this is an easy tampa bay call um if he's questionable or hobbled, like, anywhere up to Sunday, if you find out more information, then it's like, well, probably Saints just because of that fact. But if Winston's playing, I like Tampa Bay plus the points. Yeah, and it's a, uh, it's a Saints team that I think we still, like I said, see Drew Brees and we think of a prolific offense. But I'll read you their point totals this year. 19, 20, 13. Uh, no, I'm sorry. 19, 20, 34, 20. 52-26-20, so they've had one huge game against the Lions, that crazy shootout. Um, but otherwise, they're you know they're averaging twenty-seven points a game, including that. So not the you know they're not. Game is pretty good. What's that? <laughs> Obviously, fifty-two. Yeah. Match, but, sure. <laughs> um, I uh, 
Yeah, if you want me to jump in, Wes? Yeah, go for it. Um, Roy, have you ever heard of Roy uh, rose tinted glass? Yes. Okay, so you have shit tinted glasses, <laughs> cargo bears, and you are constantly costing me money. <laughs> Following your anti-Chicago bets, um, they have a really good defense. Their offense is, yeah. Um, they have a good running back, trash quarterback, but their defense is really good. They're capable of even holding a above-average New Orleans Saints to. Fair mid- enough. Fair point. enough. Um, Jameis Winston is hurt. He is, if you watched the game against the Panthers last week, he wasn't, he did not break the pocket ever. Uh, he, because he just, he cannot afford to take another hit. I think his arm is in severe pain, enough to throw balls, but if he falls on it, he's probably done for the year, and he probably knows that. So I think he's been playing that way. Um, there's another quarterback who also is playing hurt with similar bad tendencies as they tease. Um, but I, th- I think seven points is still like a good number at home for New Orleans. The Bears barely covered. Good one. Good one. Nice. Well played. Um, so I-, I think I'm going with the Saints still. All right. Yeah, I th- I'll make it three. Uh, I think I was, I think I was leaning that way um, in my little commentary there. But yeah, you know, Saints really uh, have been strong, and you definitely on Winston. That's not, that's not where you want to bet on a dog where the quarterback can't throw the ball. So, all right, we'll stay in that uh, NFC South, and we'll go to the Falcons, who came through with a, a nice cover by half a point, as mentioned last week against the Jets. Uh, they go into Carolina as one-and-a-half-point underdogs. Panthers are having kind of an up-and-down season. Uh, Cam Newton kind of very – I would say he and Roethlisberger are the two guys that you think of, and, like, they're capable of extremely high highs but also extremely low lows. Um, and I think that's what we've seen this year uh, from both. Panthers 5-3 and three this season going to – face their division rival Atlanta Falcons who are four and three Super Bowl runners up who do you like here um, army um, my only notes for this game is that both cannot hold on to the ball so it's hard to say whether they're actually good or bad offenses you could be Matt Ryan first and goal and you're gonna throw a pick so <laughs> you move the ball 80 yards but then you get no points uh, Cam Newton, apparently without Calvin Benjamin, maybe he won't be tempted to throw the ball 40 yards up in the air for five people to try and catch the ball. Um, I don't have a real lean on this game. Uh, the over-under is 44. Uh, I think in Carolina, they're notoriously good defensive team. I would maybe play the under on this. Um but the half point that we gained with Benjamin going to the Bills, <laughs> I don't think even Vegas knows what this game is going to do. Um, if I had to bet, I would just take Carolina at home. Yeah. 
Short, short, short uh, lines like this are, are always tough. Roy, what do you like? Well, I guess I, I do want to mention first that the Bears are on a buy, so at least I can't lose you money this week, man. <laughs> Very much, Roy. With my shit cover glasses like that. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I'm just thinking, so with the Benjamin trade, just looking at the talent of each offense, like who are the playmakers on Carolina now with McCaffrey, um... Funchess, I guess, is there. I mean, Jonathan Stewart can't do anything, but Cam and McCaffrey, that's the offense. And so the defense has been solid lately, but the offense just lacks playmakers. And I feel like Atlanta, even though they're having a disappointing sort of follow-up season, still has all these weapons. And I feel like the division is still fairly close that either team thinks that they're in it, has fighting chance to, to win the division. So with this line being so close, um, and the loss of Benjamin, I feel like the playmakers will go with the team that has more stars, more ability to put up points, hopefully. Atlanta, um, catching a point and a half shouldn't mean anything. I, I think they win this, I don't know, by seven. Hmm. Yeah, I, this is a coin flip for me. No strong lean either way. Um, I think, you know, the Benjamin thing, you could go either way, right? You get Newton either rallies and um, you know, pulls up the puts on his big boy pants for a big game or, or he just kind of like goes into a phone because he's been want to do in some diverse situations and and craps the bed so uh, i'm not touching this one but uh i guess i guess i would lean carolina just because they're at home but yeah i don't like it i don't like either side of it uh one thing to to note is that um specifically about the falcons offense is that um without kyle shanahan the you know savior of santa clara 49ers um <laughs> they aren't really sure what they're doing with their running game. Um, their um, stud running back, Freeman, has fallen out, apparently, and now they're back on Tevin Coleman. Um, I think they're really just trying to figure out why nothing is working. They have Julio Jones in his prime. You'd think you'd just throw Hail Marys to him the whole game, but... They can't figure it out. So I, I think they, they they don't really they have the, the nameplates, but I, I don't think they know what they're doing right now. Yeah, definitely not the team we saw last year. All right, next game does not have a line, but uh, you know, happy to do a little chat on it. Ravens, Titans, two teams I, I hate betting on or against. Uh, I've got some injuries in that game. Flacco, of course, taking a brutally painful looking hit, but a clean hit. Um the other day any any lean on this uh guessing on where it may come out you know probably looks like a to me it looks like a tennessee three um with flacco not sure not sure without him and is it who's their backup quarterback i'm not even sure charlie batch <laughs> i was i was thinking i was thinking like i'm picturing like tony banks and uh <laughs> and just Tro- troy smith troy smith former niner great uh, yeah, actually, there were several lines earlier in the day that I looked at that had no lines. Uh, the Denver-Philly game, specifically, because they had no quarterback decided. Turned out to be plus eight. I was like, oh, it's probably going to be around the plus nine range. This one, uh, I feel, because both teams are pretty bad, uh, I doubt they're going to give the full three to Tennessee after Baltimore... 40 and owed the Dolphins <laughs> without their quarterback for 
three quarters of the game. Uh, and what my tease was with the Jameis Winston was that Mariota is also hurt and is not playing his game properly. He's clearly a scramble first kind of guy, and he is not scrambling at all uh, with his hurt calf. Then again, if we see Charlie Batch on Baltimore, you got to definitely play <laughs> Charlie right. Batch. I think I have to look up who their actual backup quarterback is. That yeah, guy's uh, 45. Ryan, Ryan Mallett. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Patriot uh, legend. <laughs> yeah, which is a 29.9 QBR after Flacco went down. Sure, yeah. Hey, you try playing uh, quarterback in the NFL, buddy. Uh, I'll, if it if it is three or less, I'll be on Tennessee. I think they're a good a good team, and I think Baltimore is more of a Jekyll and Hyde kind of kind of group. Um, not not crazy about that one either way though. Next, yeah, yeah Tennessee or bust. That's it. Next game we've got uh, one of the the participants in a comical falling out trade, but the Bengals are visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bengals five point underdogs here. Jaguars four and three with a plus seventy three differential. Which, if I had asked you where that ranks in the NFL, what would you say? What if I told you I knew the answer? Because you have it in front of you. Pretty. My are on top here this week. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, you can say it. It's, it's pretty damn good. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys jump in and I'll give uh, the final stamp on this game. Yeah, so Jags uh, are third in the league in differential, plus 73 behind the... <clears throat> the Eagles and the Rams, but uh, Jags minus five here against the Bengals. I think the Bengals are garbage. Uh, their coach seems to be checked out. Um, they were a part of a weird trade that fell through, as mentioned. Uh, I'll take the Jags here. Five is fine under a touchdown. I think the Jags are for real. Jags are going to stay in this uh, the whole season. I'm on board. I've been on board for years, and now it's finally, finally coming through. What about you, Roy? What trade are you talking about? Oh, so they yeah, so they agreed to trade uh, AJ McCarron to the Browns. For second and third rounders, and the Browns uh, and they called called in the trade. Browns were supposed to call in the trade. Instead, they started celebrating the trade and forgot to call it in, and so it actually didn't go through because they didn't call the league office in time. Their, huh. their fact apparently froze up. <laughs> <laughs> no one could get a text message out. So EMP shockwave. The uh, Dropbox was full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacular. Uh, so yeah, I believe in Jacksonville. I think their defense is for real. Leonard Fournette is just running over everyone in the league. Um, Cincy, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, they can hold their own at home. That's fine. That was a good spot for them. Um, what did they play last week? The Bengals. Yeah, they beat Indy. Oh, barely beat Indy. Yeah. Um, I think Jacksonville covers here. Um, yeah, I like Jacksonville minus five. The total's really low, too. 39 and a half total. Um, makes me um, a, cons- a concern that it's a low-scoring game. So. Dave, you, Roy. Um, Jacksonville is coming off of the bye. They're first in pass yards defense. Dalton had eight picks last year and seven the year before. He has already thrown eight this year. So he's done. Um, he's done for the year. That's it. No more picks. He's, he's not <laughs> anymore. They're um, not capable of moving the ball. So unless you think Jacksonville is going to score 40 points, 
the 39 and a half is tempting, but you may want to stay away from it because you may only be one-sided here. I This is my, if, if it's allowed, my second lock of the week. I think Jackson <laughs> covers this. All right. A favorite is a lock of the week. That's, uh... You think Jacksonville covers, you said? An elite quarterback. So you're on Jacksonville? Yes, definitely. All right, all right, yeah. All right. Sweep it up. Sweep it up. Next game, we've got the Washington professional football team at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks coming off of a shootout against the Texans at home. They are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Kirk Cousins against the Seattle defense. Looks like a uh, total of 45. Uh, that's immediately where my eye goes. Um, I don't think the Seahawks defense is the same defense that they were uh, in years past. I think they're still, you know, very good, but that, you know, this is not the, uh, the Legion of boom. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to take the over here. Uh, as far as the side, I don't love, I don't love either. I think this is going to be, you know, Redskins and close my eyes kind of thing. Very much like a, a Matt Stafford type bet where you just hope that Kirk Cousins is going to get some garbage time for you. Uh, if you're going to bet the side, but, but I'm on the over that's, that's where I look in this, uh, Redskins Seahawks. I think that's a really good observation is that Seattle's um, defense has performed really well against the garbage teams and the actual quality offensive teams have done relatively well. Uh, I think Seattle is a good team and obviously you still want to favor them at home. Um, Seven and a half is similar to like the Pats at home, seven and a half, where it's like, all right, they're definitely going to win this game you can put your money on the money line and have dinner sunday night and not worry about that shit um i think the redskins still have fight in them they're capable of scoring points um you also have to see the side that they got battered by the texans you gotta think that they're slightly bruised knowing that they're capable of getting trashed like that um they did add Dwayne Brown midweek uh and got rid of Jeremy Lane uh I would also go with uh Washington on this this game hmm I'm looking at Washington's uh schedule so far uh they haven't scored more than 27 points in a game uh and when they did, it was those two wins when they scored 27 against the Rams and 27 against Oakland. Um, this this actually isn't quite an offense that maybe like you think is as explosive as you just said. Um, and coming off back-to-back tough uh, division games, losing to Philly, losing to Dallas, uh, I think this is a case where getting seven and a half at Seattle is the logical again sharp play. But I think. The square play is just Seattle at home is going to cruise. Um, I think Russell Wilson is really playing well right now. He's mobile. Um, obviously, well, they have no run game, but he's doing enough. And I, I just don't see Washington scoring the most points they've scored all season in Seattle. Um, so I think seven and a half is just not enough. I think Seattle wins at home big. Yeah, I don't think you get rich uh, betting against the Seahawks in Seattle, that's for sure. All right, let's go west. Uh, Arizona at San Francisco, or Santa Clara, as you like to call them. 
the Niners are two-point home underdogs against the Cardinals, two teams that it's very hard to like. Um, I don't I don't imagine any of us will be watching this one. Maybe Tim, our friend Tim, uh, still sticking with the Niners, hoping that uh, this is the year. You know, true faithful, but uh, two-point home underdogs, the Niners here. I don't like either team. I uh, can I abstain? It's it's a yeah, pretty it's a pretty ugly I, one to look I at. Have votes. I say both teams suck and don't want to even bet this. Take, yeah, take your, take your money elsewhere. If you're if you're finding yourself needing to bet on a football game, there are plenty of other games. Yeah, Arizona is coming off a bye. They have Stanton um, Palmer's done for the year, but would, Stanton, would you would you be more interested if it was John Carlos Stanton as the quarterback? You better yell, baby. What oh, would, my God. What would the line be? How, how big of a line move is Drew Stanton versus Giancarlo Stanton in this 13 game? 13 points. The <laughs> Niners are now 13-point uh, yeah, favorites against... At the whole game no, they're dogs. Oh, <laughs> it's a it's an 11-point improvement uh, replacing <laughs> Gian, Drew Stanton with Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't want Giancarlo Stanton running at me with a football. Yeah, I mean... Is as equally bad as the Niners are. Obviously, SF, their organization is in shambles. But uh, I guess news today was that David Johnson is most likely not going to play at all this year. Um, that's got to be a mental factor with the, the clubhouse. Uh, I think this is really an ugly game to try and handicap. Um, Stay away. Stay away. Yeah. That's our that's our take. All right, Kansas City at Dallas. No line here. Uh, I think we're waiting on the Ezekiel Elliott update. Um, that's gonna be it. All right, let's just let's just move on. I don't want to guess at this one. Uh, then we've got I will say for this for this game. Um, I, I we should probably like at least like try and estimate the line for this. Um, assuming Zeke's probably out, we we're a little more up to date with you know whatever Bavada is willing risk out here i think um dallas might be favored by less than a field goal what do you think hmm uh with no zeke well let's say with zeke uh i mean i don't think it's a touchdown so i think it's maybe three and a half or three with zeke um so without him i maybe even pick him would you say well, no, because Dallas is at home, so that'd be too easy. Like two and a half Dallas, maybe. So sportsbook, yeah. uh, sportsbookpregame.com uh, is showing uh, Dallas minus one. Um, yeah. as uh, line, so. Basically, pick them between a field goal. And mm. I, I think uh, what what I would say is that for what they lose in Zeke, they still have a tremendous offensive line. Um, they have supposedly marked uh, Alf Morris as the starter over Gary McFadden. Says um, who? I don't know. <laughs> you know. Oh. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dak Prescott's only been sacked nine times this year. This team is starting to kind of gel offensively. Obviously, Zeke is a huge loss, and they had actually played uh, Zeke 40% of um, their offensive plays mostly probably because they knew that he wasn't going to be playing the rest of the year um, so 
it's going to be interesting to see how they try and um, alter their offense uh, after losing their all-star, you know, running back. What do you, what do you guys think about uh, Kansas City, though? I, they, the past two weeks, they've, they've played well, but um, they've not been the 5-0 and team that they started out as. Well, I think they they win close games. Like, like they don't blow teams out. Like the offense is very conservative, ground and pounds. Obviously, they have this legit back and hunt. Kelsey's insane. Tyreek Hill is the fastest man on earth. Um, I mean, like yeah, I think they they play close games. They win close games. Alex Smith has not th- like had a pick yet this season. Um, I think. So. I mean, I think they're for real. Um, it's just they play close games. So any any value that you can get, like de- like getting points or giving a lot, it's like you know, like you can use that for betting. But I think this game should also be flexed to Sunday night. And the current game, Sunday night, I don't like that game at all. But <laughs> that's another. <story. laughs> yeah, I'll just uh, throw in a couple thoughts on this one. I I think uh, the Chiefs are the same team they've been the last couple of years. Uh, good home team to bet on. Not a team you want to cover a big spread. Uh, they'll always give you a full game plan and effort, and so uh, you know if you're getting a lot of points with them, you got a good shot, um, and they've performed very well. Not a lot of mistakes, but uh, I'm, I'm not I'm never crazy about betting on an Andy Reid team. It's it's always a little bit tilting to watch those games. Um, so at a one point spread in Dallas, another sort of coin flippy team, I'll stay away. Um, let's go to that Sunday night game you alluded to: Oakland at Miami. Miami. Is there, um, for, uh, just a hypothetical question: Is there a number that this opens for Dallas that you would? auto fire on if this opens at three and a half or you know five or something because of pick them i fire dallas if you give me if you give me a free uh a free field goal i'll take it yeah on either side yeah i i think both these teams are pretty evenly matched even with 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 zeke i think they've they've probably handily beat beat this kansas city team i haven't been really impressed with them the past couple of weeks i think kansas city's defense is um really missing eric berry and they uh kind of just not um as hard hitting as as we have known them to be um maybe two or three years ago um i i kind of like dallas like a lot in this game yeah, like, their big thing is rushing the passer, right? Like, Justin Houston getting all the pressure. And if Dallas' offensive line is so good that Dak isn't getting rushed or hit or hurried and he has time to fire all over the field, it's it's kind of pretty one-sided. A lot of faith in the boys here. I like it. All right, let's, let's get to this game, the one that everyone's excited about, Raiders at Dolphins. Raiders, pretty disappointing season so far. Came in as one of the Dark Horse Super Bowl favorites, Dolphins. Uh, got got humbled last uh, last week pretty badly. Um, you know, never good when you pick a game and they're they're it's it's over in the first uh, quarter. Or so, but uh, Oakland is a three point favorite on the road at Miami Dolphins. Uh, still with a backup quarterback, uh, Matt Moore feels like too big a swing for me. I'm gonna probably jump on the Dolphins in the three and again not watch. Um, but uh, yeah, don't like either team here. Raiders have not shown. Any life uh, similar to what they had last year? Got it. It's been ugly to watch Oakland. You know, there, there's a lot of high hope here in the Bay Area that this will be the team that we can finally uh, get behind. Um, Marshawn Lynch is back. Is you know 
whatever three yard carry is really gonna swing this game. Um, I think the Raiders. They're very capable of just really mailing in a season. In my mind, my historical knowledge of this team, they're capable of having 15 penalties the next game and, you know, not giving a shit. I also equally don't like Miami. I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Matt Moore just looks lost last week like and now you take away a jai i i want no part of miami i think oakland can put up points in a hurry they have the talent like when i was talking about with atlanta which team has more talent and i think give me the quarterback give me cooper and crabtree and i I think lynch will run some fools over in this game i'll take oakland all right definitely feels like they have a higher ceiling of course dolphins also getting rid of J.H.I., yeah. the running back, uh, this week. a pretty good swing, Roy. Is that this is a team that was expected to be good, and we've seen flashes, whereas we've seen the best of the Dolphins, and they are the and that's Jay Cutler. <laughs> football, so. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you're right, yeah. I think the, the Raiders might be a good play on this one. All right. Because they stay in Florida, I think, after the Bills game. So they stayed in Florida for the whole week. Uh, I think they train in Sarasota or, or have a field there. So I think there's no sort of risk about, like, time zone differences. And, like, you know, they're going east, just a, a side note. You heard it here. No risk on this one. Put it all in. Put it all in. It's, it's, it's not a lock yet, though. the highest Men's Warehouse pick of the week, Mike Roy. I guarantee it. All right, Monday night, we've got the very disappointing to me, Detroit Lions, three-point favorites at Green Bay in Lambeau Field. Matt Stafford, who uh, I'm just going to say has never beaten a team with a winning record in his career, is uh, is going up against the Green Bay Packers, who, despite losing Aaron Rodgers, are at home, Lambeau Field. What do you guys like here? Um, I will say that it's supposed to be raining in Green Bay. Uh, and he has a 52% completion ratio, and which is actually probably average now in the NFL because all the quarterbacks suck. Um, I think this is going to be quite an ugly game in my mind and probably not one you want to bet, but I actually would go with Green Bay on this game. Uh, Green Bay is coming off the bye they're getting three points at home. Um, let's, yeah, let it ride. I like it. I think I'm on. I'm with you. I'll take the points. Yeah, I think uh, that's a safe play. Um, I don't know how much. Well, the weather will be a factor, but I think Green Bay after the bye will have their act together, getting points at home. Yeah, I like it. All right. Locks of the week. I think I, I listed uh, Matt Notebook Armstrong. What do you got? Which which one is your top pick? I think Tennessee is is a is a good one, and I like the Rams this week. All right, Roy. Roy's rock solid lock. Give me a second to look at these lines again. <laughs> All right, mine. I'll I'll give you. Um, I'm I'm gonna say 
Can I give you an, an over? I, I think it, I like that Rams Giants over forty one and a half. Um, that one, that one, I'm in on. Uh, if not an over, I, I'll take Jacksonville minus five. All right, I'm gonna lean with my original call on talent. Will win Atlanta. I don't know if they roll Carolina, but Atlanta wins in Carolina. I like it. Well done. Before we break tonight, want to uh, remind folks that. Saturday night is the League of Legends World Championship final. We talked last week about a, a, a Korean team parlay um, at Even Money. Went in on that. Paid paid quite handsomely. They both uh, eked it out. Uh, SK Telecom winning their series 3-2. to two, Very close and uh, a little bit nerve-wracking um, for those who, who might have parlayed them into four or five different bets. Um, and then Samsung Galaxy winning 3-1. Uh, after dropping the first game um, to close out that two-team parlay that we gave last week, that would have put you at four and zero if you had grabbed each of our locks and jumped on there too. So, um, any any comments about uh, SKT Samsung Galaxy for this weekend's final army? Uh, yeah, Wes and I talked about this over the weekend. It seems like there's the line is set for was previously set for. Um, the precedent of SKT being, you know, probable three-time world champions, but it has quickly shifted back to more of a even line between SKT and Samsung Galaxy. I still think you gotta go with the pedigree here, um, but if you're getting any slight of plus money, uh, or even um, if you're capable of betting the games to go a full five-game series, this might be one to get in on. Um, the game has definitely revolved around which side uh, you are on in the draft phase. Korean teams are notoriously very very skilled at drafting. Yeah, so it opened, I think, was it minus 210 or minus 200 for, San- for SKT? And it's it's dropped now. Samsung money coming in dropped down to minus one seventy five on SKT. Uh, you still get plus money on Samsung, which I think, without any historical context, I would look at as a you know some some people are even saying a favorite, but I would say about a coin flip uh, with SK Telecom. And so you get a little bit of plus money there, a little bit of value still, I think, on that side. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is these are two these are the two best teams. I think it's it's they've they've proven themselves for sure. Um, SKT, their pedigree, history. history. Um, you know, no question there. And then Samsung, you know, they beat KT Rolster, uh, they beat Longju convincingly, and uh, and they're, you know, they're they're very they're they're very close to what SKT is, if not the same um, as we saw last year um, in the in the grand final. So look forward to a great series there. Uh, already have plenty of action in, but I think uh, we kind of say we lean SKT, but Samsung has the value. So. Um, Something to take a look at if you're interested in uh, in esports action. But with that, let's call it a wrap. Thanks, uh, thanks for another good week, uh, boys. Matt Armstrong, thank you. Mike Roy, thank you. And and downloaders, thank you for for listening. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Roy's locks coming in, baby. <laughs> nice. <laughs>